3: Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with who knows wins. Put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger.
1: Hello everybody, welcome along. IPL 2021 daily podcast. James Butler, the Cricket Badger here. And we've just seen an absolute cracker. Royal Challenge is Bangalore making 171 for five. And the Delhi Capitals falling just the one run short, fourteen of the final over required. They only scored thirteen of them. And joined by Alan Beaker and Naman Shah. We're also going to possibly be joined by Daniel Kelly later on if he gets back from taking steps into football training. All these things are happening in the world, and he's uh, a well because of that. But Alan, I know you're in you're in a meeting um, during the final over of that terrific game, but I know you've kept tabs on it all the way through. I was saying to you just before we we press record there, that A, yes, it was a terrific game, but B, any match where A, B, de Villiers scores 75, not out of 42 balls, hits five sixes and plays like that is a good game.
0: I mean, absolute mad changer, isn't he? He has shown time and time again, how good a batsman there is. I, I think at this point, if you look at the IPL, there is not a single person that I would prefer over AB. I know Warner's done well. I know Coley's, you know, had a few seasons where he's been amazing. Shikhar, that one last year and a couple of years, you know, has done well as well. But if you look at AB and you compare him across the board, is there anybody better? No. You know, he's got 5,000 <laughs> runs. It's
1: as simple as that. Is no.
0: There you go. I mean, you know, maybe Butler, you know, a couple of seasons, Butler, Butler did very well. But is there anybody who consistently does it? If you even look at the highest, most runs scored in IPL, and you you obviously have the Kohli's and Raina's and Thawans in there. But if you look at the strike rate, AB is higher than Chris Gale. Yeah. This is the guy. This is the best there is. And there is no doubt about it, isn't it?
1: General Cricket Budget Podcast, when I have ex-players and, and current players, etc. on, there's a question I ask people, which is, if you could live in the skin of a, current player for 24 hours and experience what it's like to be them and play like them who would you pick and my pick Anand, would always be a b what about you
0: i think it's very hard i mean a b has to be the number one pick if i had to pick a couple other people maybe coley's in there i thought maybe such in the old era it would be just amazing to see what he went through and how he dealt with the bowlers and stuff like that but i mean right now it, there's nobody better isn't there
1: It'd just be fantastic, wouldn't it? Just for, even if it was just for one over, where it's one of these great overs where he scores sort of 20 in an over, some 24 and an over, and just feel what it's like to hit the ball off the bat like A B De Villiers. Now, man, I'll ask the same question to you then. What would who would you pick if you could live in the skin of them for a for 24 hours and feel what it was like to play like them?
3: I'll go with the same Anand's answer. If it was 90s, then for sure, Sachin Tendulkar being a Mumbai So, I can understand what he is speaking about. But right now, for sure, if it is white ball cricket, uh, certainly it's a no-brainer. It would be ABD. Scoring those uh, short runs all over the ground, basically. Uh, scoop shots and everything. And the... Uh, how he does this every time and uh, with so much of ease is so commendable and uh, it's not easy every time coming at uh, number five and doing this and uh, they were struggling uh, at one point and every time he comes they are around 60 for three or 70 for four and every time guiding it and staying there around playing an anchor role even after losing so much early, so many early wickets uh, uh, it's heads off to uh, him and uh, they have been stuck with ABD with so many years and he's doing for them again and And again, no doubt he's the best white ball cricket player.
1: And we know what T20 is like. You, you see players going around the franchises around the world, playing cricket and plying their trade and earning good money. There are very few players. Kieran Pollard's one of them. Um, Hardik Pandya's another, potentially. You've got Rishabh Pant, who we'll talk about in a second. But very few players who do it consistently on the big stage, like ABD does. You know, there's, no matter what the situation, sort of six overs out, AB de Villiers can take your total up to something that either challenges the chasing team or wins the game for you Naman he's just incredible isn't he
3: yes always and it's not just about yes uh, Pollards and Pandyas are there but they won't be dealing with singles and doubles so oftenly but uh, it's just so many gears out there for ABD always reminds me some part of Michael Bevan what he used to do in white ball cricket especially in uh, ODIs yes obviously there was no T20s during that time but uh, uh, these are what Mike Hussey used to do for Australia it's just taking the game single away, And the opposition is not even aware what he is doing there right now. He simply takes singles and doubles and all of a sudden the fifth gear is turned on and he will take all the bowlers all over the park and suddenly it's a created. And yes, he is stealing every game from the opposition.
0: There is a, actually a great case we made that when we look at the, that that, sort of the Himalayas of the world's athletes, right, that AB is right up there because, I mean, of course, there's this internet rumors that he was the best in hockey, he represented South African hockey, football, rugby, batman and all that. But actually, the guy did, was ranked a national number one in tennis. And he also got his handicap, his golf handicap down to one when he was 15.
1: He's quite annoying, at- really, isn't he? actually, if you think about it, it's quite annoying that some of us would give our eye teeth, wouldn't we, to just be good for a day in any of the- those sports and he's brilliant at everything.
0: It's just amazing the kind of talent he has. I mean, I play a fair amount of tennis and I obviously played a fair amount of cricket, but man, to be at that good in two sports, national number one is no joke. And we're seeing him now. I mean, he's retired from cricket and he is absolutely the pinnacle of the IPL. So just just an amazing persona.
1: Was it, there's a few sportsmen like that? I mean, I know Johnny Bairstow from when he was young at Yorkshire and he had to pretty much um sort of shed a sport every year when he was coming through his teenage years because he couldn't just you know, if he's gonna be really good at something, he couldn't give everything he best shot and he played football for leeds united youngsters he played rugby um union i think for the county and he played cricket um at a very high level and i think there's something else as well there's just some of these guys alan too are just bloody good at everything aren't they
0: they are i mean i think nadal is similar i don't think he played football at a very high, uh, i'm not sure whether he's played football at a very high level but people do talk that he is an absolute gun at that too i think uh, lebron james right now i know american football doesn't often come into a cricket podcast but the guy could easily play tight and easy and, you know, the guy can just dominate at that. So there are a few of these, but they're far and few in between, right? That's where, it makes us all appreciate the genius that is ABD
1: it's not until you see players close up because there is I mean there is a temptation in golf say man, where I've been to a, a, an open and you see them playing from the fairway and they hit the green and you kind of forget how good they are because they're just every all of them are good so you're just seeing it and it becomes normal it's not until you get really close to these guys and you stand close to them in the nets and you see how quickly the ball's coming down and how quick their reflexes are and how big their bat is and how much time they have to play That you just realize just how much better they are than just a normal club cricketer for example
3: yes uh, and uh, we only see what they are doing at the ground but it takes so much to get better every day right now we also heard about Baba Azam. he spoke to Virat Kohli and Kohli asked him to just keep improving in the nets and do not get out in the nets even if you are improving by 0.1% daily it's a success uh, uh, for anything so these are small wins uh, which make you great and not many uh, cricketers everyone is having talent but the These are the small wins which every Sportsman does uh, like just likes of Nadal which Anand spoke maybe Federer and everyone these are nets and their fitness level and uh, determination uh, they are having right now and you are seeing Kohli's and ABD's these two are handling these franchises in so many years and all, all the rest of the players are rotating around them and we are seeing what the RCB is producing right now the Siraj and everything Arshal Patel and the talent's coming out so it's just brilliant to watch
1: and don't ever think listeners that they just rock up and they play for three hours and they go home And there's nothing in between because we talk about natural sportsmen and how naturally talented some people are. You don't get naturally talented and get to be that good for that long without putting out an awful lot of work in. It is just incredible how much work goes on behind the scenes to get them to be as world class as they are. And let's have a look at the uh, Delhi Capitals' response. They, as as we said, fell a run short in their bid to try and take top position. RCB go top of the table onto uh, 10 points from their six games played so far. But it comes down to two men, really, doesn't it? Their response. They had... Rishabh Panty finished 58 not out from 48 balls, and we had Shimron Hepmeyer. We'll start with Shimron Hepmeyer because he was 53 from 26, And and I know on our WhatsApp group, I think it was Rito said, or somebody said, oh, this is where he can be tested. Maybe this is Shimron Hepmeier's night, because we have been a little bit critical of Shimron Hepmeier in the past, that he comes in and he looks good for kind of six balls. He goes, he leaves with 12 to his name, and that's it. But tonight, he was spectacular, wasn't he? 53 off 25, two fours and four sixes. At one stage, he looked like he was going to win that game on his own.
0: He sure did. And I think it was interesting. You know, you already had Rishabh Pant out there, but Pant almost played that sort of anchor inning and allowed Hetmeyer to actually go after the bowling. And, you know, he's... He's not had a consistent run. You know, I think his first IPL was 2019 and he, you know, he got a couple of knocks in there. And last year, you know, he had one great knock and I think that was a great time as well. But he hasn't really been a star in the IPL. He hasn't been able to, you know, should I express himself and show his game?
1: That's why this is an important year for him, isn't it? And, and people like him in the IPL because this is the last year of the cycle now. There's going to be a major auction in between this one and the next one. And Shimron Hetmeyer is basically going to go into that auction. He's he's probably not going to be one of the retained players for Delhi Capitals. And he needs to have a good, you know, his CV needs to be polished up a little bit so it impresses a few other franchises so he goes for decent licks next time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now's the time to perform. Uh, and actually, probably Nicholas Puran's probably in the same boat with him. They got to really perform to get there. You know, some of these other more established players, you know what you'll get with a Pollard. You'll know what you get with a Gale if he comes back. But these guys, you know, the sky's the limit. And if they can actually show how explosive they are, then the chances are that, you know, they get picked up, uh, you know, for some decent money at the auction. So uh, this, is a, this is a key key year for him. And this was a great knock. I mean, certainly he swings out. Uh, him and Punt actually are sort of similar in that, aren't they? James, where when they swing out, it almost feels like they're going to lose their balance, but when they connect, it just goes.
1: Oh, there was one that Rishabh Pant played where he tried to uh, almost paddle it to deep square and he fell over. He was flat on his backside, wasn't he? As he he played the shot, it was incredible stuff. But um, Rishabh Pant was interesting today, Naman wasn't he? Because he he was more sedate than the Rishabh Pant that we we know and love at times 58 off 46 balls, but there were two fours at the end of it to finish it off with that just increased his run rate a little bit. But he was very sedate at times and he, he looked like he was taking on the captain's role of just kind of knocking it around and I can't remember who it was in our WhatsApp group said that he's got to take responsibility for that defeat because he didn't go quick enough but how do you see that? I mean I, I saw that as being quite sensible in innings I think he was trying to launch but I think they bowled very nicely at him as well
3: yes I was about to say the same uh, James I was just surprised a bit he did not go for when Chehal was bowling because ball was not uh, turning that much and he was bowling very short and uh, ball was coming inside him so it would have been perfect for him to time the ball and clear the ground but overall I feel Sundar and that last over uh, Siraj bowled exceptionally well and uh, those were not hitting deliveries also but overall I feel RCB bowled well but overall I feel they lost just because of that one over I feel he's not using Rabada very smartly I feel yes he's a naive right now very uh, young captain uh, new to this role so I feel that last over came of 23 runs where 20 is bowled to ABD and uh, Mishra bowled only 3 overs I feel Rabada should have been kept uh, against ABD in the slog overs but uh, I feel they lost there because 23 runs were too much of the last over other than that they bowled uh, brilliantly uh, even the Delhi Capitals but overall I'm happy for these two teams, uh, they got this match. Everyone got a chance to perform. Their middle order was exposed. Redmire got a game, even Panth, because right now it was all about Shaws and Davans the They were scoring 50s and 100s, but overall, a good game for these two teams right now going into the later stage. This is only going to help them.
1: And it's going to help RCB more on that, um, Anand, isn't it? Because yeah, you, you come into these kind of little 50 50 finishes. They needed 14 off that final over. That game can go either way. Um, Mohammed Siraj bowled a beautiful 20th over to- who, uh, you yeah, Yorkers at the start really did stop Pank getting him away. RCB are going to take a lot from that, aren't they? They've been in the, in the battle against one of the teams that's going to be there, I'm sure, towards the end of this tournament. And they've come out on top of that.
0: Yeah, you know, the IPL always gets sort of tight, uh, you know, certainly that, that the battle to get into the top four becomes pretty tight. And this is going to be very two key points that RCB has just won. You're just seeing, you know, what Siraj could do, what Harshal Patel could do. I mean, Siraj is a great example of where statistics sometimes sort of betray, you know, what the performance was. The over that he bowled to Hetmayer and Pant to two very destructive batsmen, and I think he gave, what, uh, 12 runs in that over? This was a beautiful over. And he went for 44 in the match, but Siraj bowled beautifully.
1: Mohammed Siraj in that final over Naman, um, I thought he was exceptional there. You know, he's running in against two batsmen that he knows can hit him risha Pant and Shimon Hetmyer, are not shy of hitting sixes and he got the majority of those balls in exactly the right place
3: yes uh, especially with the Yorkers he has been uh... Brilliant in the death towards lately. He has improved a lot after playing for India. And I was a bit surprised. Honestly, I thought it would be Daniel Sam and not Siraj. But Kohli went with Siraj. And uh, first ball was a full toss delivery where Panth just smacked it uh, on the leg side. But uh, the fielder was kept over there. Uh, Kohli might know Panth uh, very well. So, overall, the balls bowled overall by Siraj uh, to this. As Anand mentioned, both uh, hard-hitting batsmen and defending 14 uh, is just a brilliant job by Siraj. He's a very improved bowler, very impressed by him.
1: I, I think uh, Virat Kohli really likes Mohammed Siraj as well. You can see there's a, a lot of respect between those two guys as well. And I, there's going to be a few people in India falling over when I say this, but I thought Virat Kohli captained RCB really well today. I was impressed by him, and I quite like the way he was using Maxwell and ABD as his sounding boards as well as he went through that. But we've been joined by Daniel Kelly taking his steps into uh, football training, and he's back with us. And, uh, Evening, guys. De- Delhi Capitals, your team, Dan, and fell one run short. It was, I suppose, disappointing, but a good performance from. Back both sides, I thought, today.
2: Yeah, it's a really good game of cricket. I think um, it's exactly what um, India as a nation you know, needed tonight. I think it was a really good game to keep people engrossed as they're locked up in their homes and going through a really tough time two really good sides I don't think uh, I wouldn't bet against them de- meeting each other in the playoffs further on you know down the line um, RCB look really good I think they're they very much could be their year like you said Virat is captain in his, his captaincy tonight was brilliant and when you've got a player like KB De Villiers coming off for you regularly you know you're going to be in with a great chance of winning most games
1: and I just thought it was a really good game of cricket between
2: two really good sides
1: I agree with you I think I'd, I'd be very surprised if both RCB and DC are not in the in the top four in some capacity they they have looked two of the best teams I'm, I'm not, not totally sure about CSK just yet they started well I'm not sure if they can sustain it but I think DC and RCB will be
2: there yeah definitely Um, I know what you think I know what you're saying about CSK if I've seen one, you know, one of the teams who have started well so far, I think if, if one of them might drop, I do have a snag, a snagging feeling that it could be CSK. But things are going well for him at the minute. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, Donny's sort of due one last hurrah. Obviously, he's in a, a, a bad spot at the minute. with You, you don't always get fairy tales, though, do you? You don't always no, get the don't. fairy tales. Definitely. I think MS at the minute, I think that in a way, cricket is the last of his concerns, and, and rightly so. Um, but yeah, you know, CSK, they're. They take where they are now compared to how they finished last year and that surprised a few people I think I didn't think they would be I didn't think they would be as bad as last year but I didn't think they would be challenging towards the top as such so yeah some really good stories developing in the IPL
1: Who knows wins put your money where your mates are download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store Thank you very much indeed to Who Knows Wins for their support of these IPL 2021 daily podcasts. We're running the competition now every single day. So it's match day by match day. And effectively, if you download Who Knows Wins on whatever app platform you use and you make your predictions for the game that day and then you tot up your points at the end of it and see if you've won the prize at the end of it as well. It's just a little bit of fun, basically, as we go through this IPL 2021. So Who Knows Wins download on whatever app platform you use. Wins. Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Coming back to the next subject every single day at the moment, but it's because it is the major news story going around the IPL all the time at the moment with obviously the horrendous situation of COVID-19 in India. The discussion I've witnessed over sort of on Twitter over the last sort of 24 hours has increased really in terms of obviously a few players have left the IPL and whether the IPL should continue as it stands. And I, I tweeted this morning, COVID in India is horrific. But calls for IPL 2021 to be suspended are emotive and misguided. Fire bubbles working. Cricket is an important escape mentally. Does cancelling the tournament save lives? No. IPL playing on keeps people at home and gives some escape from the horror. Um, lots of response from that. And uh, it's very much a generalisation, this one. But people in England and the rest of the world that were reading that came back and said they didn't think it was right the IPL was continuing. People that was responding from India came back and said they did think it was right. The IPL was continuing and they they wanted it to. Some people came back and said the medical situation over there with the ambulances and and doctors and what have you that are around the IPL teams could be diverted to help against COVID in India. But if you actually think about it, I don't think that's going to actually help anything really because it's actually oxygen and ventilators they're missing at the moment, not, not ambulances. They're quite well kitted out for that kind of stuff. So I don't think... It would help India as a whole if IPL was, was stopped. And I actually think it would probably detract from people's lives. And you know, if you're living in the 12th floor of a Mumbai high rise and you are looking at the four walls every day, maybe your one moment of release that day is turning on the IPL game for four hours. Um, Naman, you're over there in mumbai and it's i mean we're seeing pictures over here in england of pretty, pretty horrendous situations around the hospitals and, and obviously the covid situation has, has deteriorated a lot over the last week how do you see it
3: to be honest yes it is improving but uh yes it has been a health sector failure as well but the con- best countries even the likes of usa and everyone the health sector has failed miserably because every time we are seeing a new variant and a new requirement has been coming up and uh the statement which i came up with i was a bit uh, disappointed. Yes, uh, he might be true, but uh, if this was coming before the IPL, before they going into the bio bubble, and uh, yes, I would have accepted it. But after twenty odd matches, and uh, yes, one can understand you are in bio bubble and you are. It is mentally affected to all uh, players out there, and you are going because of that. It is truly acceptable. But uh, right now, yes, as you have mentioned that it is the money has been already spent, and uh, to be honest, as an Indian, the kind of uh, sport lovers over. Year, you will see to be uh, even. I am seeing among my friends as well, uh, many families. This sport is right now turning out to be a vaccine, as you have mentioned right now. That uh, staying in four walls or doing nothing for three months, it's a horrendous situation out here. So, uh, it's something to cheer up for many of us. So, one has to see emotionally. I also felt uh, one more thing like, uh, yes, a big bush was being played in Australia, but uh, God forbid, yes, there were no cases out there, even the crowd was. allowed uh, during that time Uh, if uh, would I have stopped playing there if the cases would have risen uh, during that time uh, they they also played their league so overall I feel uh, before uh, getting into the bio bubble, if uh, this would have come up and the cases were huge uh, then I would have totally agreed with him but right now everyone is doing fantastic job right from BCCI and also the players they are taking the best precautions out here along with the travel and everything they are with their family is supporting each other, so I feel right now it is time for everyone to stick together and let this uh, beautiful league happen, and uh, let the crowds also cheer up. And everyone are supporting. I this is my feeling. I am not think- getting any negative out of this right now. I am not at all getting. Daniel,
1: somebody said to me today in England, it's not a good look. For Indian cricket to have people dying on the streets and have a, a major tournament being played alongside with all of the money, etc., that's being involved in this major tournament. C- can you see that side of things? I can
2: absolutely see that side of things. Um, personally, I'm really conflicted. Sometimes I, I, I'm, I'm you know, I, I take that stance that morally it's not right that things are carrying on in in the IPL, while such um, horrendous events are happening around it. But then on the other hand, like Naman, I thought that was really, really well spoken, really passionate about that. And it's really good to hear um, some positivity coming from someone, you know, potentially affected by it. It's a tricky one. I mean, from from my perspective in the UK, I think we had a, a situation, you know, when the pandemic first started where we envisaged a worst case scenario. And I think what we're seeing at the minute in India is way beyond what we could have envisaged as a worst case scenario. It seems like, um, a, you know, another world away. I think another consideration is that the safest place to be in India right now is probably in one of these bio bubbles. So I don't think we've got the concern that, you know, I don't think the, understandably the players are going to be worried about their health. Um, and, you know, with, with all it takes is one, one slight part of the bubble to, to fall and, and the whole thing could go down at this point really quickly. But, you know, I get that it must be very hard carrying on doing your job with your family on the outside of that, in the middle of everything. And for the international guys, I thought the BCCI or, the, you know, the IPL statement that came out today saying that the tournament wasn't finished until every player returned home through their front doors. Um, I thought that was really good and really reassuring.
1: I'll get on to the statement of the BCCI issue. Basically, it was from Hemang Amin, who's the BCCI's interim chief executive officer. He sent an email to the teams, and this is one of the sections of it. Part that Daniel uh, mentioned is to do with looking after the players and don't, don't get concerned. Basically, this IPL doesn't finish until you are in your front doors at home, effectively. We'd, we'd, we're not going to kind of desert you is, was the message to the players. Um, he's also said, while you go about playing the sport we all love, you're also doing something really important. As some of you have said, If we can help distract people from all the troubles of recent times, even if it is for a short while, we've done a great job. When you all walk out onto the field, you are bringing hope to millions of people who have tuned in. If even for a minute you can bring a smile on someone's face, then you have done well. While you are professionals and will play to win, this time you are also playing for something much more important, humanity. And and I, I, I take that, and I think that's a very good statement, but I think... Um, how can I put this? I can understand what he's saying about humanity because that's what we've just been saying about people sat at home needing cricket and needing an escape and needing something to keep them going because it's a pretty horrible world at times. I think that coming from the BCCI and from the IPL, when there's so much money involved in it, because we all know if we're going to be cynical here, we know the BCCI and the IPL need, uh, need the IPL to finish because they need to get all the checks in and they need to get the get, get the money sorted out. There is a massive financial part of this as well, isn't there?
0: There certainly is a massive financial part of this. But I think where the IPL can actually look at this is slightly different than what they've currently done. I know that there have been some efforts to focus the tournament towards what we can do to help. And I think that message can really be reinforced by not only the players uh, and BCCI, but also the teams. They do wield a lot of influence and they do have control over what can be output out there. So BCCI can actually use this IPL for good. There are a lot of people who are struggling. There certainly are ways in which BCCI can continue to improve and really help the situation out. So as far as, you know, playing for the human Humanity, I think that might be a little more grandiose statement than necessary, but it is a distraction and it is helpful. Wouldn't
1: it sound better if rather rather than say humanity, which does sound a little bit OTT and a little bit like full of your own self-importance, just said we're playing for the people at home. Wouldn't it have been more simple language might have been better?
0: I think it would be absolutely correct to use that. You know, I, I don't know whether humanity makes sense, but yes, we are playing for India, right? So right now, India is going through a tough time. And, and, and you know, the, there are a lot of things that contribute towards this, right? So without going into the politics of it, this is a health sector failure in India. It was not a health sector failure in other countries. India right now has some of the lowest public healthcare budget. Let's bring to light what we can do to help rather than you know, obviously there have been issues and this is why we have reached where we have reached here. But can we use cricket for the good? I mean, we've obviously seen Cummins donate some of his money. We have seen Brett Lee do that. I know that some of the Indian cricketers do it. They may not publicize it, but they certainly do it. I think Tendulkar is one, uh, you know, such individual who does a fair bit, but does not like to publicize it at all. But can we do more? Can we sell seats out there, uh, you know, similar to what I think was done in Australia, uh, you know, to raise some funds? What can be done to help the situation? And I think really that that's where the IPL could really have an impact on uh, what India is going through.
1: Just to explain that, Alan. The selling the seats thing—I missed that in Australia. If, if they're playing in Armadale, about in the final say, and there's 110,000 capacity, they're not going to have a crowd in. But you are effectively still selling the seats. The Cricket Budget Podcast could buy a row of five seats for 500 dollars or something, and that all goes into the fund. Is that what you're saying? Uh,
0: some sort of initiative like that, you know, whether it's selling the seats or saying that you know you'll 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 put some names out there. You know, a lot of times in the U.S., you'll see where you build up a wall and you have names of the individuals who have contributed to it. So every brick, uh, the essential the money that you contribute buys a brick and then you have a wall which says okay thank you to so and so so that could be done at a stadium you know maybe if there are seats there could be somebody's picture posted out there you know there are things that can be done and this could be nominal efforts but when you have a large amount of people including people from uh you know NRI's, non-resident indians watching this you have fans across the world outside of india as well you can get some help in at the end of the day the goal is really to what can we do to help and there, there, have to be different ways to look at this. I know a lot of the leagues in the U.S. They do a number of different initiatives to raise funds. Uh, one example is, uh, so I'm in Atlanta, and the Atlanta Hawks usually will, you know, kind of have a silent auction where they give away a jersey that's signed. So think about, you know, we just talk about ABD. Is there a jersey that ABD can put out there? Can it be, you know, auctioned off? What can be done? Uh, can there be something done at a lower level? You know, can 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 we send out some masks? Can we can we send, you know, use some of that influence that is there to actually help the. Situation. so I think there are a number of different strategies uh, that can be done and you know you can just look around the world what is being done there and what can BCCI do because IPL at this point is a premier cricket league right if you even compare it with the NFL the NBA and all IPL keeps on rising so I think this is where you know that whole uh, social activism also comes into play.
1: Dan we saw a few of the Australians um, AJ Tsai, um, Adam Zampa and Ken Richardson have obviously withdrawn from the IPL no problem with that at all they, they felt they needed to go home but seems to me from looking at Twitter. Twitter and listening to the news that they may have just left their decision a little bit too late. I've seen reports that they're actually stranded in Mumbai now and can't get home.
2: Yeah, um, it's not a good situation to be in for, for any of them guys. Um, you have to think that it will be sorted eventually. You know, I mean, that's something for the Australian Cricket Board to, to push through, I'd guess, at, internally in their country. And that is also a decision that will weigh on the, you know, the mind of, of especially the international stars now as well. How is their travel going to be affected? And... That's gonna play on their mind even if they do stay and play now, you know. Um, they do have that that get out or they did have that get out option, but has that been affected? Um, and you have to take this into account that the, the mental toll that all these factors weighing up on these guys' mind whilst trying to play top level international standard cricket with billions of eyes watching them is an awful situation to be in and um, you know magnificent respect for them all for carrying on I just want to make a point that um, Anand just made I think whilst everything he was saying was really really good with the um, the initiatives that can be done from from outside of you know the the, the power in, in India I think more focus needs to be placed on um, we need to look higher rather than look lower rather you know ground level initiatives like masks and fundraisers are, are great but it's a, a, a global failure really really, when, you know, a country with the, the wealth that is in India, in a country like India, I think is a massive failure on, you know, the the power structure in such a, a massive country it's all around the world. I think you need to look up rather than um, look down in this situation. And, you know, the only way the whole world is going to get out of this situation is with a concerted effort of, of governments around the world. You know, you do fear that them structures at the minute are failing as in. You can't see, you know, they don't necessarily give you any hope. It's great that, you know, initiative from from the people will always be there and goodwill from the people will always be there, will always come together. I don't think that needs to be the... the the um the the plan going forward i think we need to get some help from the people who could have a real influence and i think we need to look up rather than down
1: i'm gonna ask you a really simple question here and it's not simple at all i know but i just want a yes or no answer And i'm gonna go first the question is should the ipl continue yes or no i'm gonna say yes naman yes or no yes daniel tentative yes Alan. Yes. There we go. It's a fairly unanimous, isn't it? And I think I'd certainly like to see it continue. I know from my own perspective in England and when COVID started last year and they stopped football and the cricket season didn't start and everything was pretty grim and I was listening to the news and everything was horrible. I live on my own and I really struggled through that time. And then sport came back and sport actually gave me such a massive lift it's given me obviously it's brought some work back to me and that's important but it also gives you a little bit of a structure for the day it gives you something to look forward to and it gives you something to cheer and actually maybe just for even if it's just for 10 minutes you forget about the rest of the world and you, you smile or you cheer or you do something else instead and i think sport is massively important and if they can keep the ipl going the safety and of all of the players and at the moment the bubbles are secure but if they can keep it going I think it's a very important thing for not just the people of India but for people watching all the way around the world but the people in India you are in our thoughts stay safe look after each other and uh, hopefully we'll get through this Let's have a look ahead to tomorrow's game then. CSK are taking on Sunrise's Hyderabad. And very quickly, guys, because we're running out of time. CSK, obviously, now in second place in the table, but have had a terrific start to their campaign in this IPL. Whereas Sunrise's Hyderabad, they sit bottom of the table as we stand, two points from their five games so far, and they need to kickstart and get cracking on this tournament. Um, man, let's start with you. Who wins this one and why?
3: Without a doubt, uh, it's CSK and uh, uh, to be honest, everyone from CSK is chipping in and uh, performing and contributing to the team. Uh, SRH, the same old problem except the top three, including Ken Williamson, right now the rest of the batting order is getting exposed and... Hard to believe Manish Pandey is sitting outside and also that horrendous decision not sending in. Based on, they just lost two points out there. By one run, they lost it. But overall, I feel the CSK is looking more stronger, be it batting or bowling. They need to take care of this middle-order SRH and likes of Rashid Khan. Yes, he is not going for too many runs, but he needs to be in the wicket columns. Right now, he is not. But overall, the bowling is also looking on the weaker side. Bhuneshwar Kumar is not taking. Uh, the wickets with the new ball uh, right now they are uh, going in with Khalil and Siddharth Cole but uh, overall uh, I feel uh, CSK is looking more stronger and I'm going with uh, CSK
1: Not a surprise because you're one of our CSK fans on this podcast but uh, I can see your reasoning I mean one of the things SRH have got to do here the Australian Brains Trust of David Warner Trevor Bayliss and Tom Moody made some very strange decisions I think over the last week or so I mean David Warner came out and, and quite, kind of queried the Manish Pandey dropping and you're thinking well the captain surely is part of that process is need to pick the team if not why not just seems a little bit confused at the moment from SRH but I think they're going to bounce back tomorrow they have my vote so that makes it one apiece going into Daniel Daniel who wins tomorrow and why do
2: you know what James I was thinking that I was going to be the only Sunrisers pick for tomorrow and I quite fancy them too when I'm surprised at their bottom because you don't I, I certainly don't consider them the worst team in the tournament I know the table never lies but I just don't think they're the, the weakest side it's early stages
1: as well isn't it and they came through yeah. last year as well if you remember last season they they were kind of towards the bottom end for much of the first half of the campaign and came through with a late charge
2: that's right i don't think they need too much to change round for them to start surging up the table again um i think the form that johnny best is in you know you can never write him off at the top of the order and yeah i just
1: i, I quite fancy the Sunrisers tomorrow so i'm going for them too two for sunrises and are we going to see a sunrises surge and?
0: I think we are. I am also going to go for the Sunrisers primarily because I think last game they were very close and I think they lost because of their decision-making. If they actually fix that and if Bears shows out there, I would rather fancy the Sunrisers to win that. With the top three of Bears, Joe, Warner, and Williamson, if they perform, I think they'll be better off. Uh, when I look at the bowling of CSK, it hasn't been that great. We I mean, obviously Imran Tahir coming back in has been, you know, is is good. But Cheher, you know, I think he had one good game, and then after that, there's really nobody else, right? Jadeja again had yeah, that one good game. So I actually felt CSK could have lost the game, uh, the previous game, and SRH should have won the previous game. So uh, going by that logic, I am thinking that this one will be closed, But I think SRH sneaks it by CSK. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, I agree with Dan. I when I started this. Conversation, I never thought we'd end up with a vote 3-1 to the sunrisers, but we'll see what happens, uh, Naman. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're sat there shaking your head, Naman.
3: Uh, I feel the conditions are going to suit uh, to CSK. They love this kind of wicket. Uh, it's a uh, Delhi and uh, it's a similar kind of wicket what they used to have in Chennai. And I wouldn't be surprised if both Moin and Santana coming in in place of uh, Karan also. So I feel uh, Dhoni is the master of uh, uh, spin tracks, uh, spin decks and... Uh, expect spin 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 uh, all the 20 overs I wouldn't be surprised uh, tomorrow seeing tomorrow's tactics more the conditions are going to suit uh, to CSK
1: I've got a soft spot for Naman because he's been on every podcast we've done in all the various tournaments we'll give him three votes so it ends up being three all Naman so you've you've done your CSK poise no harm at all there but it's going to be a very interesting game to see how Sunrisers can bounce back whether CSK can continue their charge towards the top end of the table my thanks as always to Anand, Daniel and to Naman for joining me on today's podcast and we're back again tomorrow after that game and then to look ahead to a double header on Thursday thanks for listening everybody stay safe over there in India and we'll talk to you again tomorrow
3: brought to you in association with who knows Wins. put your money where your mates are and play along with the cricket badger Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at Cricket underscore Badger. We'll see you again
0: tomorrow.